Hey, what's going down, everybody? It's your boy, Miss Soul Effect, or Charlie for RB Soul Effect TV. This is the podcast we hear interviews from legendary artists, stories of iconic artists' legacies, as well as their albums and more. So, with it being said, make sure you guys follow RB Soul Effect TV on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Make sure you guys follow our podcast on AHA Radio and Anchor. So, on that note, we out here. Peace. Should be popping up. Okay. What's going on, my brother? What's up, brother? How you doing? I've been pretty good, man. Just want to just want to say congratulations on your new project, man. Uh, in the beginning. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it, man. Uh, the problem and stuff like that, man. Just uh, man, you know, I listen to your songs and stuff, man. I said, man, this brother here, man, you know, got a great, you know, saying body working pig game and stuff like that, you know, saying. And then I thought to myself, man, you know, that's what's missing. You know, it's like we've got a lot of great talent out there. You know, of course, we live in a time where so many platforms do a lot of favoritism and stuff. Well, you exactly. know, they, they got a lot of likes. They got a lot of million streams, man. You know, <laughs> they got to stand like it costs money just to even get there and stuff. Right, but right. Through your uh, history and stuff, uh, how did this project uh, in the beginning uh, came about? Uh, this this basically came about because of the uh, you know the the pandemic. Uh, we were my band was in the process of actually working on um, my second Irvine album, um, and then uh, the pandemic hit, and you know we didn't meet, couldn't meet up, you know, just trying to be safe. So I just said, you know, while I have the time, let me go ahead and go through some of these um, tones that I put on my phone. So basically, when I come up with an idea, I'll bebop them into my phone, and then I'll just make them live. I've got about man probably thousands of these things just laying around and so i just first eight uh well the first 10 and you know made it uh, put it into production and that's how the album came about um but they they, it it was um basically inspired by a few albums i'll be sure it's night and day um michael jackson's off the wall and thriller anita baker's rapture sade love is stronger than pride uh, Quincy Jones, the dude, and back on the block. So that's kind of how I was, I was going for the album. Yeah, I think, man. You know what? You know, like that's a great inspiration. Like you're the first artist, you know, that I interviewed that has listened to albums to kind of give them that feel. You know, say to what direction to go with it and stuff. Because use a lot of times some artists, you know, like they try to hurry up and put something together, not let their right. mind, you know, saying uh, uh, go through and stuff. Okay, like I want to break down some tracks. You know, say with y'all on this project. Okay. Uh, okay, the first one is uh, Autumn and Love. Okay, like how did that song uh, came about? Autumn Love came about uh, basically my love of the, the season. Um, the, the weather changing. I live, in the, I live in South Carolina, so it's, it's extremely hot all the time. And so I look forward to cooler weather. Uh, the changing of the seasons are, you know, important to me. And it really helps me create more during those seasons. So I, I love like springtime, autumn, winter. Uh, for some reason for me, I get into this little pocket where I just, I just, I can put out yeah. anything, you know? And so um, that's why I love autumn. And that, that's why I was like, you know what, let me make a song about this. Not to mention it's a romantic month. When it's cold, you got to get warm, you know, and you know, I'm, I'm married. So, you know, me and my wife will sit by the fire or whatever and just talk. It's just, it's just a, a beautiful season. So that's why, I, that's how that song came about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like when I heard it, man, I say it takes you back how you know you had 
producers and, and artists, you know, talk about like the different seasons. Like you had Levert talk about all season, which is spring, <laughs> so I give you my all. Yeah. <laughs> Baker, you know, you had Gerald Albright, you know, you had uh Jones. It's a combination of a little bit of everything. You don't yeah. see that it's now. It's about, you know, uh why you breaking my heart. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe, maybe I need to hump you a couple times. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> <laughs> you know, very ridiculous, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, uh, Prince is uh, Prince. Um, I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of Prince. Um, but uh, when you, I remember in Purple Rain, when he was sitting by the by, I guess it was late minute talk. I don't know, but he was writing. He was, you know, writing a song. He was creating a song, and then you can tell, like, he loved the springtime. And he made a song about it, man, and um, very sad song. But nonetheless, it's the, the, when the seasons change, it brings about a new, um, I guess, life. And that can also mean with music, man. Like, it just it invigorates me to to write more and and just and produce more. So that's how that came about. Really love it, man. Really love. It. Glad you like. All the problem, man. Yeah, because when I heard it, man, I said, man, you know, like you know, the thing about I think I had an interview with someone, and I said, you know, the reason why some songs that have. I mean, basically, like bring back that love, that substance to the music. It's just that these DJs, they're so scared to play the music how it once was. Here, here they are to get on live stream. They complain about, oh, man, that's not real soul music, but you guys are not pushing it out there. So it's up to you guys. You guys got more control of your freedom. Like, <laughs> ridiculous. Exactly, exactly. Okay, uh, the next one is uh, Stay With Me. Stay With Me. Okay, so Stay With Me is one of my favorites. That one was inspired by Off the Wall. Um, and and that song is basically about a man, you know, he's vigorously in love with this woman. And, you know, they were going through some changes. She was actually moving away. And, you know, and basically he was he's begging her to, you know, stay with me, you know, stay, you know. Uh, it was based upon like a job situation, had to take another job in another state. And he was like, nah, stay with me, you know. And she was waiting for him to basically say, you know, well, if I'm staying, we, we got to exchange rings and vows. And right. so that, that, that's what that song was about. Um, just basically the traditional love, man, of, of courting and going out and treating a woman respectfully and nicely and getting to know her to the point to where you, you know, feel like this person is somebody you want to spend the rest of your life with. And so he was at that point um, when, when he, you know, put that song together. So I, that that's, again, I take these songs... I write these songs based on not only personal experiences, but also uh, experiences of friends of mine. So, yeah, that's what that was about. Stay with me, please. Stay with me. <laughs> yeah, because you know what I, you know what I heard that record. I was like, man, you know it. And I, it, I, I know you get this a lot. You know, saying you know, cause as an artist, when you write, you know, a song. And I know some people be thinking to yourself, like, are you going through something? Or is it a story about somebody else? And people don't realize, as a writer, you know, you just tell the good stories and stuff. I mean, true enough, you know, it's like it's like you write a feel-good record. You know, it could be a song like, you know, I've been searching for so long. Yeah. And, and you know, you know, say like how, uh, what's his name, Glenn Jones made. And, and that made, it, was, it was like a great feel-good record. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and people don't realize, as a man, when you win a relationship with a woman, it brings the best out of you, you know. It really does. When, when, especially when you got a good woman. You got a when you got a woman that yeah. that, that really uh, completes you. She's a compliment, as the scriptures say. A woman should be a compliment. Um, right. That's that's the kind of woman you got to keep in your life. So if she's trying to leave. Well, either I'm gonna leave with you, or you're going to stay with me. I'll do whatever. 
make that happen. So, you know, get on my knees and beg, like, keep sweat. That was like my, my begging situation in that, in that, in that one. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man, because, and see, you know, like, you know, we come from the era, that's how, that's how it be, you know, because, you know, when you can feel like the bosses on the records, and you think to yourself, like, man, I got to play a song again. It's like, I feel the presence, man, what he's saying. And then as a fan, it's like, you ain't got to be an artist, but whatever lady, you you know, you, you really dig it. If she digging you, got a great chemistry, that's like your confidence to bring the best out of you. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know what? You know, we on a date. You know say You don't mind if I play this record. You know say This song dedicated to you. And if she's feeling that, then you know you got something going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all good. And, uh, okay, like the next track is, okay, yeah, the beginning of the intro. So uh, uh, what inspired you to come up with that? That one was inspired by Amel LaRue. Um, I'm a big fan of Groove Theory. Um, big fan of Amel LaRue. Her vocals, to me, she's one of my top female vocalists of all time. I love I love the way she sings. And there's a, there's a I don't know, there's a sort of a happy, a happiness behind her vocals, man, that just, I don't know. I can't, I can't put it into words what it does to me. But um, that one, since I live near the beach, I live near Myrtle Beach. Um, and so I was basically putting all my different surroundings into one little piece. And basically, you know, it, I wanted it to be blissful. I don't know if you've heard of PM Don. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I just interviewed uh, Jared Kors uh, about, like, last year. Oh man, I, I gotta watch that. I gotta go find. I love, love, uh, big ups to Prince B. R.I.P. to him, man. Love, 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 love. Uh, P.M. Don, but that's I was made. I was going for a mixture between Amela Rue and P.M. Don. I wanted con- complete bliss. Like, what would, how would I start an album to make people feel at ease? Because we're going through so much stress, man. There's a lot of stuff on right now, and people don't really know how to, you know, to deal with it. So I wanted something to ease the mind before the album even begin to take their mind from out of their little stressful situation for 40 minutes and trans them, transfer it into their happy place. And so that's what that was. I wanted, you know, birds and waves and wind, you know, mixed with, you know, smooth vocals right on top of that. And the, I actually wrote that song, believe it or not, for Bob Ross. I'm a oh. big Ross fan. And, um, and I put that little piece together for that. I was like, you know what? Let me, let me see if this will work. And it, it, just, it just fit with the rest of the music. So that's how that came about. Yeah, you know, it, you know, it's it's funny too because like the intros, the interludes, and the outros are slow to gravitate to coming back. Yes, sir. Because when I interviewed uh, what's his name, uh, B Boy Soul from Berlin, and uh, he had an intro to his song, and I was hearing it, and I was like, wow, man, it had like a jazzy R&B feel to it. You know, what I'm saying, uh, and then like hearing yours too, I was like, wow, you know, this is what's needed because it's what they put like ten tracks on. You know, five tracks of get up. It's like you got to have the intro to break down what this project's about. So people are like, oh, okay, I yeah. get what the artist was saying. Okay, yeah. and, and, see, be- and the, just the title alone in the beginning on the front cover that that's actually my mother. Um, uh, um, my oh. father that picture been back in the seventies when they were dating, and um, and so I, I with that song I wanted it to set the tone for. Basically, like in the beginning of a relationship, it's it's you know it's, it's smooth, it's nice, it's calm, collective. And then in the middle, there's you know there's some adjustments that has to be made. And then towards the end, the outro, you went right back to that smooth, calm, and collective. If you like that, 
um, my sophomore album that that's now completed. It's, I'm actually getting it mixed down now. The intro for that you're going to love. So I I, I don't want to spoil anything. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It is all good, man. I'll, I'll make sure you I'll make sure you get a copy of that, bro. Yeah, cause I'm basically yeah, and most definitely, cause like once this interview wraps, I'm definitely gonna, you know, saying um, play a snippet of one of the records on here, so people get a get a chance to you know check all this, get ready for the preparation of the new project and stuff. Yes, okay, uh, the last one is uh, "Strangers in Love." Oh, oh. no, my yeah, "Strangers in Love." Very. Good. I, I don't know why I said the last one. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite out uh, track on the album. Uh, Strange in Love. I'm a huge Marvin Gaye fan. Um, and my father is the one who told me that if I could learn how to sing like Marvin, then I can I can sing anything. That song is actually based on a real situation. Um, it goes back to that. Again, uh, a man was in love with a woman. They were in love. And out the blue, she wanted to bounce. And there was no like real explanation to why she was wanting to go. I mean, and he wasn't going to stop her. You know, it, how, what kind of man would he be to stop her from fulfilling some, you know, dream that she wants to, not dream, I should say, um, her reality that she wants to fulfill. And so basically he was he was stuck, you know, between a rock and a hard place. You know, should I should I make this girl stay with me or should I, or should I let her go? And through that process, they became strangers because she was in a whole nother state. He was here. But they were both still in love. And, and you know, sometimes we allow, you know, our stubbornness to get in the way of, you know, making adjustments to where we can be with the person that we truly want to be with. And, you know, unfortunately, that situation didn't end the way that I made it in the song. Um, but nonetheless, that's where that came from. But I, I, I wanted to make sure that I had, you know, that I put some Marvin tones on that one. That's that's one of my favorite joints right there, "Strangers in Love." I love that joint. Yeah, you know that's you know it's it's, it's funny too though because that happens to a lot of men and women. It does. You can really be liking someone like you, and for some reasons, something in the middle always blocking you, and it's a combination of a little bit of everything. And you think to yourself, like, I got to clear my head. Let me block all this. Let me get it straight to her because right. I don't, you know. Uh, uh, if we go to connect or not and stuff, so yeah. Oh, uh, uh, the word is, uh, "Are you lonely?" Are you lonely? That uh, my favorite movie, and a lot of people might laugh at this, but one of my favorite movies actually is my favorite is The Last Dragon. Um, and I'm, I'm, that's my, that's my joint, man. And in that movie, that that entire song, "Are You Lonely," is is based on a scene in that movie where Tamik, which is Bruce Leroy. He sees Vanity for the first time as she's walking out of the club and she's signing uh, um, autographs and like she gets in the limo and as as they're as the limo's driving by he's kind of like stunned by her beauty and they connect and she kind of like smiles at him and I was like oh man I love that scene so I I basically made that uh, song based upon that movie and that one scene I even made some references in it I mentioned Seventh Heaven. Um, yeah. I mentioned uh, the cloud child. Uh, what was it? Um, cloud crowd. Um, uh, so that was one of the songs that was on the soundtrack. So yeah, that's 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 what that's about. But basically, in, in a nutshell, um, two people that's 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 lonely, but that that love that like each other, you know. And and then he's he, 
at night he's thinking about her at night she's thinking about him so his alternative was like well we're thinking about each other and when we see each other on a on a regular why not you know let's go on a date let's go out and talk and you know eat and stuff like that so that's what that was about yeah man that bit wow man like that's a very great concept because that's true because like you can look at some movies and you can see this you can see the soundtrack and some songs would be a hit. It may think to yourself, like, these are right for tennis songs to fit for these two characters. You yeah. know, because, like, it's like some of these songs are hot, but you always feel like something is missing in between the situation between the two people and stuff. Yeah. And some people get close, and some people's mental state's not physically there. It's got to hurry up and put some together, man. I, I like that's the idea, man. I, man, dude, I would never know that, dude, if you never told me. <laughs> <laughs> I would never know that, man. And it's that's that's like I, that's how my imagination works. I just I even like a different world. I made a plenty. I made ton of songs just based off of scenes in a different world. So that's 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 how that went down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the other one is uh, take you on a trip. Take you on a trip, man. I love to travel. Um, and one of my favorite places is I live, since I live in South Carolina, is North Carolina, uh, a place called Black Mountain. Um, oh. it's just. Mountains, lakes, and streams, it's, it's beautiful, like a mountain paradise. Um, and so basically, you know, uh, a couple, they're inside, it's raining outside, it's thundering, and they were they had plans on going out and doing something, but the rain is keeping them inside, the weather's really bad. And so, you know, like Mr. Rogers tells us, use our imagination. The man, you know, he's, you know, use your imagination, and, and through the through the of imagination you know i'm gonna take you on a trip without even going outside we, we don't we don't gotta go nowhere we're gonna take this trip right here in this house and 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 you know do something here that's gonna remind you of where we should have been if it wasn't for this bad weather and so in the song he's he's basically the captain of a ship you know of a plane and she's a passenger and he's talking about taking her to the moon you know what i mean and it's yeah I, that's that's another one of my favorite favorite songs in the album take you on a trip love that joint really do uh, yeah, yeah the, uh, okay, the next track is uh, I Want You. Um, I, I Want You is, is playing straight and forth. Like, first time you saw the girl, it was it was no, there was no discussion that needed to be had. It was like, okay, this is the one. I'm going to focus all my attention on that one because that's what I need in my life. Completion. Um, that song is about the, nobody's perfect. So when I right. say, I just mean that in a, in a, just a the basic way, the the perfect person for somebody. So and everybody's probably come across somebody you've seen and they were the perfect for you and and you do whatever you got to do to try to make that person uh, part of your life. So that's that's what that's what that's about. I want you. Um, and that one's also inspired by uh, Quincy Jones uh, brothers Johnson um, um, Johnson brothers and also uh, uh, off the wall uh, Stevie Wonder. Uh, the um, I forgot the name of the song now, man. Oh, uh, I can't help it. Yeah, I can't help. It. Yeah, it's kind of. I, I was I was going for that. Um, actually, originally that had some. Um, um, uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. That one actually. Um, I was going for Shadi tone. I want you. Okay. And I a music video for that. Shadi's one of my biggest um, female artists. I thought you was talking about um, the first the first song. I'm sorry. Uh, that that song, I, I want you, that one is my um, uh, basically my the uh, my my way of introducing myself to Shade. 
um, and with, through through music. And every song I do a tribute song to Prince and to Sade. Um, and that was the Sade tribute. Matter of fact, in the first lyrics, I mentioned one, two, three, four of our albums. Um, so yeah, that was that. Okay. Uh, okay. Next track is uh, Lakes and Streams. Lakes and Streams is a Prince tribute. Um, at the beginning of that, it's basically I don't know if you ever seen on the Cherry Moon. Yeah, um, I see. It. Okay. Well, that's that's that scene where he sees her and, and he's playing the piano in, in the club. That's that's that scene. I walk up, I see you know my wife, well my future wife, and and you know I start chit chatting it up with her and. You know, by the end of the song, she understands that, hey, this is you you with me now, you know. So, um, but that song is basically an ode to Prince and his song Mountains, which is one of my favorite uh, Prince songs, Mountains, from the parade up. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a classic album. I think it was, I think that's one of the most underrated projects. That it Prince, really is. You know, it's like fans will talk about it. It's like they talk about, you know, was it uh, Purple Raid and... Uh, uh, 1999 album, and you know, everything else, but they never talk about that album. You know, it's kind of weird, man. But you know, with the mainstream, you know, they yeah. rate certain stuff, you know, yeah. and I, you know, things. Okay, uh, this other one, you know, says called, uh, okay, oh, yeah, like the last one. Okay, take a look at, at nature, the outro. All right, the outro is basically just the intro. Uh, with um, some mixes in it, and it's just—it's really short. But it, um, again, that was an ode to, to Bob Ross and my love for nature. Um, again, and 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 really his love for nature, and just how we can find solitude in nature. I think everybody's so connected to these tablets and iPhones and Instagram and TikTok. We we glue to it, man. We sometimes we need to just like take a break, go outside, enjoy, get some fresh air. Um, and people act. They wonder why they're so stressed out. Well, it's like, well, you, you're taking in all this content, and not all the content is good content. A lot of, a lot of it's bad, and so it, it really dumbs down the, the brain. So that, that's, you know, take a look at nature, go outside, enjoy, let breathe in that good air, you know, and 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 just and just relax, bliss, you know. So that's what that was about. Yeah, that's sad, man. This is true because some people get caught up in that social media, they forget about, you know, real life. Yeah. Yeah, real life and everything. You know, if you get so caught up in that, then you know your whole value of life is going to be very minimal and small. Yeah. And you think stuff like, "Oh well, how did I miss that?" Well, been <laughs> tell you that <laughs> for like the past five years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like where you been at? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, when you completed the, you know the whole project, you think to yourself, like, "Man, you know this right here could really you know go somewhere to those who enjoys what I do." Yes, sir. Um, I, when I was creating it, I remember Quincy Jones used to say, who's my favorite producer of all time, he said, um, you know, when you get goosebumps, that's a telltale sign that you got something good. And I've been putting music together, I can say this now because I'm, I'm, I'm in my 30s, um, for, over, for over 20 years. And as I'm putting this project together, song after song after song, I'm, I'm, I mean, I was getting goosebumps the entire time. And once, once it was in its completion, I listened to it over and over and each time, man, I was running stuff back. I never got to the end. So I was like, I got to put this out. And so that when I put it out, I didn't know it was going to have the effect it did. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I, I, like I said, I, um, I I try to make music that makes, you know, you know, my creator happy. You know, I'm, I'm one of Jehovah's Witnesses. So I, I try to make sure that the music that I create is music that um, is going to 
benefit somebody in some way. And and from all the comments that I got, a lot of people are saying it helps them with their anxiety and depression. And, and, and yeah, hey, that's great. You know, that's that's the whole point of, of being a musician and an artist. So, yeah, that was just hearing it on wax for the first time, man. I, I, I lost it. It was, it was just a really good feeling. So I'm really proud of it. Really, really proud of it. Yeah, because I like the album cover. When I saw that, I said, man, Robbie, you so much how the 70s albums and early mid-80s albums used to look before it evolved into different looks and stuff like that. And you don't see it anymore. Like, you have a woman, you have, like, this, uh, the classic image, you know, yeah. say, what it represented stuff. And, and you know, because, look, you know, like, you know, like, I think that today some people don't realize that, you know, if you put an album like that out there now, they think to yourself, like, what is this? Well, back in the days, the moms and pops, you know, it's like, okay, me, I'm 39 years old, but when I was covered up, you know, and you and I know, it's like, that's what we saw every day, like a marathon. <laughs> so every to me, it never bothered me at all. Me neither. <laughs> I mean, I can't explain for like the 90s kids, but right. our time was perfect. <laughs> it's, it, it is, man. Like, and really, too, your your album cover speaks volumes. Um, You want people to, even if, man, even if the music on the album is whack, that album cover should stop them and at least make them listen to it and then and then learn from this. Okay, well this this album cover is nice, but the music is trash, you know. Um, and and so the album cover was important to me, and I, I dedicated it to the, to my mother, um, Emma Bryant, and my father, uh, Norman Bryant. They've been married for over forty years, and so I wanted to make this a dedication to them. And um, and my father was a, a you know took a lot of pictures of my mom back in the seventies when they were dating, and it was just a perfect picture, man. So that's that's why I went with that. Love I love my mom. I love my mom very much. Yeah, you know, because uh, when I you know, heard his album, you know, I was like, man, you know, it's like you can sit there and, you know, start your car. And, you know, so you, you got to go to where Pacific, specifically just ride. Just you ride. Know, back yeah. here on the highway, whatever it is. And, and you think it to yourself, like, wow, man, you know, you know, each song took me to different avenues of my life. May not be something that, you you know, that you actually experience, but something close to it. Yeah. You know, maybe a and our fame ever somebody you think to yourself like wow yeah you know what I'm saying and yeah 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 it's like just, just like just like uh jackson pepsi said songs give you goosebumps you know because you can feel the spirit you know in each track and stuff and that's i think that's something that's missing you know with that today big big time like I, it's right M music and i and, and i want to say this as respectfully as possible man and, and as humbly as possible Today, music is missing the, the prime factor, and that is love. And, and, and it seems to be only our art, only our art form that we, that me and you both enjoy and me and you both love. Um, it's being used as a gimmick to make dope and instead, of, instead of people entering into it because they have practiced on their craft for 20... Man, it took me over 20 years to get my voice where I wanted it to be. I, yeah. over 20 years to learn all these different instruments and I'm still okay at this stuff I'm no I'm no George Duke I'm no Prince but you know you give me instruments I can give you an album and 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 that's because I love this crap it's a part of my DNA and and you can tell when Babyface was making music when Teddy Riley was making music you could tell through their videos Marvin was singing when Michael was man when Michael was on stage his smile like that happiness that came out of that's a love you don't see that nowhere. It's all the same nonsense, bro. I hate to say that. It's just repetitive. Just I don't know. And, and you can tell because people are people are like 
I don't know. People are changing up, man, and and it's it's unfortunate. So it's my goal is to be one of the artists because there's plenty of artists doing great music um, that is going to help bring music back to a point that me and you remember back in the '80s, man, when everything fire, and and even the '90s, man, the '90s and mid '90s, from rock to pop to R&B to the soul to hip hop. It was just real. It was authentic because people were original and unique, and they used their imagination to write and compose. And you know, that's I can't, I can't, I'm going on and on about it, so I'm gonna shut up. But I, I just, <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's needed so much, bro. It, it really is. So yeah, I'll yeah. shut up. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's a, yeah. That's, you know, you're right about that because a certain album of of a certain artist I post and stuff, and. And I get it, you know, some artists need to be heard, but, like, my thing is, like, I, I, I think, matter of fact, what's his name, uh, Niso, when I interviewed from Halftime Ted B. Hill said it on Instagram Live, we mentioned Ayanis, we mentioned uh, a few other artists, but as far as the females, and it's like, it was some market and all, it was like, okay, they got an image of artist, but at the same time, the music all sound the same, so my question like, what you going to do 20 years from now? You know what I'm saying? That part of the bag, not, it's like, you would never see the album be listed in, a, in a, was it Rolling Stone magazines or any other platform, you know? And it's like, you got to gotta do something different, but if you keep talking about this guy to get me wrong, this guy did me wrong, this guy did me wrong with each <laughs> album, it's like, yeah, <laughs> come on. When, 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 it, when is he going to do and it's like it's and, and it's almost as if like there's this factory that makes the same artist over and over again, just with like different hair and, and different clothes, and they and they push the same narrative. It's like it's sex, drugs, and money, and yeah. and scat rapping. Like and 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 the eight oh eights are different. Kanye was talking about it a while ago. Like he was he was kind of on some other stuff, but in, in my in my in my view. The eight of waste that Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, by the way, one another one of my favorites, a Carl McIntosh, another legend when it comes to this, this producing stuff, oh. man. Their eight of waste was totally different from these eight of waste. These eight of waste, they, it's, 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 I don't know, man, it's got a, like a damper on it. And, it. and it's, it don't, to me, it don't promote like happiness. It just, it promotes, you know, the opposite of happiness, man. And, and you can tell, look at, look at, Look at our, our neighborhoods, man. Look at urban neighborhoods around the world. Look at what these young kids is listening to. So, and that's look, there's nothing wrong with you going out and trying to do something respectable, like and providing for your family through your music, you know. But this murder, murder, kill, kill. I got the chopper, this, that, and the third. In R and B, like, it, how yeah. does that how does that happen? Like, we rapping over trap beats now. I mean, we singing over trap beats about stuff that. Don't even got nothing to do with R and B and soul, like. So that's that's what I'm saying. No disrespect to anybody that's out there doing that. You know, if this pot, if you out there and you doing things positive for your family, that's great. But just be mindful that music is powerful, and the yeah. things we say make people move a certain way. Um, yeah. If I met King David or David before he was king, he used to soothe the headaches of King Saul with his harp playing. A lot of folks don't know. It's in the scriptures, you know. And and Saul would call him in when he ever had a migraine. Saul would call him in, and David would play, and the headaches would go away. Music is powerful, man, and it, it, it moves people. So we got to be very, very careful with the gifts that we have and how we use it, because 
you know, we want to make people do things that are positive and do things in a positive light and promote peace. We don't want people doing the opposite of that because that's whenever we wind up in the situations that we are in now. That's just my that's just my take. Yeah, on are it. you right? I mean, yeah. I, I, I know you may have a different take on it, but that's just my take on it. Yeah, exactly. You know, say you know what they like about Earth, Wind, and Fire, the Jacksons and stuff. They had, a, you know, all those other groups and solo artists back in those days, you know, they had substance in their music. They make you think, you know what I'm saying, spirituality, no matter what faith you believe in, it's not making you think, make you evolve. And it was all a piece of love. I mean, back in those days, my buddy used to tell me, like, in the 70s and 60s, like, her, her and her brother and sister, they used to walk down the street and sing a song together and stuff. Loved it. 2022, you're not going to catch no black kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and if it is, it's about, well... She cheated on me, or he did me dirty. Yeah. Well, I, uh, uh, well, I feel like popping up the side back of his head, like, yeah. man, come on now. Come on. You know, it's, it's sad, though, because, you know, the, the bad part of these record labels, you know, like Atlantic, uh, Dev Jam, and all them, they pimp these artists just go in different directions. Because, <laughs> and, you know, like, like I give you an example, like, if you was to pick some of these younger artists to do your song, It'd be, it'd be mentally, it'd be hard for them to write a, to, to actually make a right type of lyrics for that record because they think to sell like, oh, but it's difficult. Oh, it's difficult. Yeah. After a week, a month or so, they had to pass it up. Like, okay, I'm going to go put you on this song. I was just t- testing you just to see, you know, how far, you know, you know, the key hang with the realism. Exactly, man. Exactly. Earth, Wind, and Fire is a perfect example of just like relationship yeah. at, its, at its highest. And I, I, if I and I know you know like for example Prince is gone Marvin's left us we we losing a lot of legends man and I I think about it like this if if I played this song in front of Prince would he like it if I played this song in front of Marvin would he like it well, just like it. he ain't gotta love it just like it just a little bit you know yeah. and, and man do you know what that would do for me like just man forget money just knowing that the legends and that they appreciate artists that are continuing. You know, music that is shelf-worthy, needle-dropping records, you know, stuff that will last till time indefinitely. Let me ask you this question. When uh, Ralph Tresman, uh, Sensitivity, when that comes on, how you feeling? What you doing? Oh, man, it takes me all the way back. <laughs> Good times, man. Never felt, right? Never, Never. yeah. And, and even people who don't even know him, when they listen to they, if, if it comes on to, like, the, the old-school jam at 12 o'clock, when that thing comes on, I don't care who you are. You can be two years old to 15. You bump into it because it's just, it's, I can't explain it. It's real music. That's what it is. So mm-hmm. that, that's that's the kind of music that I, I, I'm doing my best to create. Um, and, and I just hope that if anyone watching that that are young, you know, and trying to get into the music game, the one thing I would say to you is be yourself. Be yourself. Yeah. Do your homework. Listen to these these artists that you were talking about. You know these artists, all of these folks who are our age. Say, hey man, you gotta listen. To this. Go, just 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 do it. Just just one video, and 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 work at your craft. Work at them vocals. Work at these. You know, and 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 then and then you know put put yourself put an EP out, and and then and then have folks listen to it and just see what kind of response you get. So just that's that's what I would suggest. Take your time and work on your craft, man. Because you, you want to make something that's shelf worthy, something that's going to be around forever. Bingo. You said it right there, man. You said it right there, man. Because, uh, you know, that's why, like, have a time, like, I put a playlist together and stuff. I do, like, RB, something, TV After Dark, you know what I'm saying? And uh, 
what if I be the DJ, I would take each song to, to make sure that each song blends in together and stuff. Take my time with it. I get there like some of my friends here say, Rashad, man, you know, these songs you put together, man, it's dope, you know, because I yeah. treat it like a album and stuff. Like the last one, my best one I did was uh, the After Dark Volume 6. You know, I had Key Ladderboard, Alicia Keys, uh, Rough Is, uh, man. You know, some people, so... You you be killing it, bro. I, everything yeah. you pop up with is like... Because <laughs> a lot of people don't remember, like, um, the TBS late night joints that used to play the, the music videos yeah. later on TBS and, and the old Quiet Storm mixes, bro. You are right on point. One of my favorite joints... Oh, man, I, I can't... Uh, I know it was um, Shantae Moore. Uh, I, I can't... Uh, um, I think it's uh, this Love's Taking Over Me, I think is what it's called. But she had a quiet storm mix, and your mix put out. I want to say it was last week. Might have been the week before last. It rem- that's that's her. I'm like, bro, this dude is destroying this right now. I, it, I'm telling you, man. Yo, I love what you do, man. Keep it up. I thank you, man. Yeah, because you know, growing up, you know, when we had uh, American Bandstand, Solid Gold Club, Hair TV, Dance Party USA, Soul Train, we had a party machine that kind of like came with. Yeah, uh, nice. Yeah, video so video vibrations, bit I love, and you know, then you had those dance shows. Then a combination of you know, Babyface, Ellery production. We had oh man, you know, Jill Albright. You know, we had classic Alfredita Baker, The Whispers. I mean, you know, it goes on and on. And that's what I got to tell people: everything you guys see, it come, you know, that's that's the era I was brought up in. You know, so everything you guys see and stuff, you'd be like, wow, man, you know, you know, the child bringing it back. Yeah, you know what I mean? That guy was born <laughs> at that time because once for that, I couldn't see myself as a young man because I'll be mad. Like, man, which I was born in the 80s. And exactly. That guy from my mom and dad. <laughs> Thank you, my pops. Thank y'all. I love y'all so much. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, because those, those are great. You know, there was... Those were our Instagrams and Facebooks and stuff. And reading, you know, uh, was it uh, Jet Magazine's answers and Word Up Magazine's and stuff, you know, we get tested to see the info site, you know, what's going on. And back in the day with videos, what did I like about Video Soul? Video Soul. And see, I got there from them. It's like, they could take an artist, no matter if they will know or not, and they will promote the heck out of an album, man, for like almost two years. Shouts to Daddy Simpson, really. He was a promotion guy before the such thing was a promotion. That's you, you, you're 100% right. Matter of fact, it's back. If I'm yep. not, he's yep, it's on Tubi. Yeah. Um, so and, and, and remember Arsenio? Arsenio was the same way. Yeah. Man, he had somebody, if he had an artist on, man, he promoted that album way up. I remember watching, um, it, um, it was uh, Shaka Khan. It was, uh, I can't remember the, I can't remember the name of the album. Um, Oh my goodness! She, I'm, I'm gonna kill myself out of that. I remember Don, Donnie Simpson had her, had her on. I remember when he had Phyllis Hyman on, and she's and um, uh, she had he had a piano player, and she man, she sang. It, it was like butter. I, I can't. Phyllis Hyman's voice and Shaka Khan's voice, uh, Melissa Morgan, Morgan uh, yeah. Myers, those voices to me, Anita Baker, Sade, those raspy. Heavy voices. Remember Vesta Williams? Vesta Williams, yeah. Like, oh, those are the voices to me that um, I, I oh, they're they're perfect. Um, another another one that's still out here can out sing, man. In my opinion, 
any of these young folks, man, Melba Moore, um, love, um, she's, and her, and her vocalization is still on point. She can still hold them notes, man. Exactly. You know, it is, it is, you know, still got her voice. She still sounds the same as she did when she first came in and said, cause you was a sub artist voice change and, and I, you know, I tell some artists, you know, be careful you smoke and stuff like that. You know, and a lot of times, the good about she never strained her voice. No, nothing like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Jody Wally. Okay, somebody say Jody Wally. Yep, Jody Wally, yeah, X-Men. Shout out to X-Men. Yes, sir. And, and that's the thing, too, though, because, you know, that's why I do what I do, you know, to make sure that, you know, uh, the, the music is seen and people get to check out a lot of stuff. You know, and, and, and I think that that's what hurts, you know, majority of a person's knowledge. It's like, you know, if you're going to step in this game, do your homework and stuff, you know. And that's the problem with new school. Even these new school artists, man, you know, sometimes I have a conversation and stuff, but, oh, man, you know, uh, 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 I'm going to say this and that. Like, nah, my brother. You know, if you go to see that to a public, trust and believe those 10 women is going to walk away from you, even though you got one of those diggy ones, but like, nah, I'm not feeling this guy. You mean, because I had an artist, I ain't gonna mention the guy's name, but that guy, he don't follow me. He said that he was gonna make a song. I said, he's a player. And I said, my brother, you actually gonna sing at all stage? <laughs> <laughs> Is you serious? And he was. And so told me, I was like, I wasn't gonna post his music after I heard it. I was like, yeah, this right. boy up hurt himself. Yeah, he don't want to hurt himself. <laughs> yeah. Five years ago, it was about like 10 years ago that he did. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you you, you, go, you ask him for it, you're going to get it. You know, play, play dumb games, you get dumb prizes. So, <laughs> Man, most definitely, man. You know, uh, for you as an artist, you know, where you find your inspiration, you know, when it comes to creating, you know, different stories? When it comes to creating, my inspiration comes from just having a very vivid, wild imagination. Um, and as a kid, I had HD, ADHD, um, and and I watched shows like, you know, Bob Ross, Mr. Rogers, you know, LeVar Burton on Reading Rainbow. And they would, they would constantly tell kids to like, just whatever you can think of, you can make, like we we're very wonderfully created and made, man. And whatever you can see in your mind, if if you have an idea, work at that idea to, to, uh, until it becomes a reality. And so for me, I get I get my inspiration from artists that make me feel, you know, a certain way. Like for example, like I was telling you, when you hear Ralph Tresvant's sensitivity, you said it takes you all the way back, just good times, right? Or yeah. out night and day. That whole entire album in effect mode was just amazing, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, Sade, she put out four consecutive amazing needle dropping albums. You know, as a kid, when I first heard Diamond Life. I was like, Mom, this is the stuff that I hear in my head every day. And 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 you know, my father, he's a musician. We grew up on the road. We grew up at his gigs, at his practice. He's a saxophone player. So we listen to a lot of jazz, a lot of soul. And 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 so I get my I draw my inspiration from all these different experiences, all these wonderful different artists, um, who in my in my opinion insinuates cool like Prince and, and Michael. Who's cooler than those two guys, you know? Or Alexander O'Neill. You know what I mean? <laughs> and 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 so um and, and I love love. I love romance. I love the, the 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 continuity of it. Um and and you can love anything, man. It doesn't always have to be about a woman. Like I said, I wrote a song about autumn, autumn love, you know, and and just yep. I, I'm trying to be trying to be 
you know, as true as I can to the genres that I represent. Um, and, 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 and two, at the same time, trying to be genre-less, you know, and just explore uh, the type of music that, you know, makes me feel connected to the legends that put music out. So I, I, my biggest inspirations musically, uh, as far as male, is Marvin Gaye. As far as uh, female, is Shadi. As far as producers, it's Quincy Jones. Um, uh, and as far as like hip hop producers, it's Jay Dilla. He, um, they just had oh. a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago. Um, so, and and I, I get my inspirations from the from the greats, man. Um, I, I just want I want to make sure, like I said, if they are around, if they ever get a hold of my album somehow, some way, you know, would they like what they hear? And so that's constantly going through my mind. Also, wanting to make sure too that I make music that is pleasing to the creator and also pleasing to to anybody I let listen to. So I just want to make sure everybody will be able to enjoy uh, the music. Yeah, and that's the thing. You're right about that because especially you have a great album. And these days, especially with the albums, you know, you know, gets a lot of love from like your, uh, your inspiration, your heroes and stuff. I call them black heroes, and. You know, and, you know, I, I I just want to put that out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not because it's Black History Month, but you know, it, it, hey, I and, mean, and, we're the, yeah. uh, the culture. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Because you could take that, because I know like the vinyls are, you know, are coming more, they're coming back in more full time. It's like you take your output on the vinyl and get a deluxe edition. You're like, oh man, you know, let me collect these and stuff like that, man. And, and that's the real truth, man. You know, because here your album. Love you, Danny. That's uh one of my uh, backup singers, Danny Girl Nine. She's got oh, okay. a great, great voice. Love you. Yeah, because uh, I tell you, man, because I heard your album. I said, man, like I thought about uh, Billy Ocean's album Love Zone, and I thought about how to do a hearsay. the list, the list goes on, man. I was thinking about all these certain albums, man, that I, you know, was a, a fan of, and I was oh, like, wow, this dude, man, takes you on this certain journey like whoo man <laughs> I love it love it love it love it. man i love it um uh, um big i was huge fans of um billy ocean um um and and alexander alexander o'neill he, he's got this um he's he, i remember when he said this nasty bass he just had this 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 cool little this cool voice but man when i when i heard um what was oh my goodness I'm, i when i do an interview i forget all the names of these songs um it wasn't his, it wasn't his first album it was the one that jimmy jim and, and, and terry lewis produced all the way it, there was there was one album he did where they weren't on it the entire album um man uh criticize criticize um and it th- he had some joints in there that as a matter of fact it was like no uh, let me see if i can let me see, let me see if i can let's see Yeah, he just had some of those those smooth major seven chords, and yeah. and his voice is just it just carries him and Sherelle, by the way. Saturday Love, um, come man. on, come I on. Wish, man, I wish they could have done an album together. Oh. <laughs> labels, they didn't want that to happen. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> no, and they they just they just vibe well together Mu- musically. Their voices just they help each other. Um, and, uh, there was another one they did, um, Never Do Love Like This. Oh, man. Goodness. So, yeah, that's, you're right, man. You're 100% right. I, I, yeah. I draw, I draw all that inspiration from them. Just, I'm, I'm glad we grew up when we grew up. That's all I can say. Yeah. You know, that's what, yeah, because one thing 
I miss about back in those days uh, when it comes to music, and I wish that more artists of today to comprehend and really understand. Back in those days, like you could buy an album, it'll have like a part two version. Like you look at the Ozzy Bus, like they had the Harvest of the World, the Interlude, that led to the Fast Pace version. And man, you listen to that song, man, make you want to walk away. You're like, oh my God, man, it's dude. <laughs> When you're a kid, you love it. Then when you listen to it as a dog, you be like, oh, my God, man, dude. You got the joints, bro. You you hit the those, man. Remember Heat Wave? Yes. And and it's it's like, and I remember when I heard off the wall, I'm like, wait a minute, that's that's Heat Wave. But I remember, was it Ted Templeton or Rod Templeton? Yep. He wrote for Quincy. And actually, um, oh my goodness, uh, his last name was Wilder, wasn't it? Uh, the Keith lead singer? Wilder. Yeah, yeah, Keith Wilder. Yeah. Keith, Keith Wilder, yeah. He, uh, he passed up Rock With You. And that's how it, it went yeah. to Michael. And yeah, I just... was mad over there, but his brother got real angry. He's like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, that could have been us, man. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and like, there, man, just, just the, um, just the smooth, I remember... Like uh, Elder Barge, another huge favorite of mine. Um, the way he was able to connect some of his high voice. Like, I remember, like he was like, you know, as the sun sets its place up in the sea, I love you so dearly, and all the same, there's no need to wonder why Man. I need you. Please hear me. And I, I was like. How did he do that? And, and it, you know, it was like the smoothness of it. But his brother Bobby, his brother Bobby the Barge, oh man, uh, switch. Just, yeah. Nobody, I, I, to me, in my opinion, nobody is connects from their regular voice to that high voice that's smooth anymore, man. But yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I don't want to talk too much. But yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, because that song, like we just said with uh, Elder Barge, when he sing all this love for his group, the Barge, I think he said in an interview that he cried in the middle of it because the lyrics got to him, even though him and Buddy wrote it. He was trying to think to himself, like, why is he crying? And then he had to go back and try to have a clear mind. <laughs> and he felt like, you know, that uh, his heart was broken and stuff like that. And once he got through it, you know, saying that he was fine and stuff, you know, and a salsa switch, you know, uh, you know, I, I, you know, my cousin used to be a hairstylist for the group in uh, 78 through 81 at the time. Wow, that's awesome, man. That's real. Yeah, yeah he did that hair and stuff like that. And, uh, and he used to tell me that Bobby, man, every time I look up, he had no pads and stuff. And, that, well, back then, they had, like, a little small ones compared to the big ones. And he said he would write, write, write songs, man, consistently, Jeez. you know. Like despite you know his certain issues, but he stayed busy. It's like he would call people up oh, four o'clock and say, "Hey man, look dude, uh, we didn't go to the studio. I got an idea for this song. Ooh, yes, sir. Go for there, man. You know we love the music. Like you, you just, like yeah. You see, bars the bars is just a <laughs> gem. It's it's you know they're the issues that they've gone through. They're, they're unfortunate, very unfortunate childhood, but. Nonetheless, I love Elder Barge, man. I wish I wish him all the best. I hopefully one day we'll meet and 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 do something together. That's my goal is just to connect with all of my favorite artists of all time and that the ones that are still alive and connect yeah. and you know 
Uh, shout out to Al Jarreau, too, man. I forgot to mention that. Love Al Jarreau. Oh, man. Man, I just thought about him like a couple minutes ago, man. That brother, man, his pig game and the stuff that he don't work with other artists. You know, it's like, it's like the world know who he is and stuff. You know, he accomplished, but people don't realize, you know, it's like his production with other artists is underrated besides him as a solo artist. Man, man that dude, I crazy. mean, crazy, crazy, crazy. You know, and, and people overlook that he, you know, he was the first artist to do. Uh, well, not well, not the first song, but he did a theme song for the song Moonlight, and I think he won. Yeah, he won a Grammy. Won a Grammy. Won a, won a Grammy. No other artist ever did a theme song. Won a Grammy right. for those show. And and that and and to be perfectly honest with you, I, I, I he's very distinct. His voice is very distinct, right? Yeah. People that sound like Aljro, and, and and I'm watching the show, and and I'm I'm like, yo, who is this? And and then, and then it connected. I, my dad had the record. My dad still has the record to this day, um, of his of his first album. And and uh, and I remember him. Saying, oh, that's Al Jarreau. That's Al Jarreau. That's Al Jarreau. And um, man, I, I said, this is the best theme song I've ever heard for for a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because Bob this thing in the ride, you know. Um, yeah. Just, just love it, man. Just I, I if, if you ever get a chance, um, Quincy Jones, uh, back on the block. There's a song. He's all over that album, by the way. Um, there's a song he put together called "We Be Doing It." We be doing it, um, and it's just a it's a scat. I believe it's him and After Seven. And yeah, I gotta check it out, man. You know, I haven't. Y'all better go to Spotify because I just got. You know, that's one of the greatest of the last compilation albums ever because you know it was so amazing. Here it is. Almost every artist would have grabbed off the album and did yeah. on two or three. You know, I'll be good to you. I'll be good to you. Uh, and it was, man, to, to take a, a song that was disco for into a new Jack Swing. Jack Swing, oh, man. And, and that was the first time Quincy ever did the new Jack Swing record. And, right. You know, and, and people don't realize, like, he keeps telling people, like, you give me you give me any idea and watch, I'm going to show you. You think I can't do it? I'm going to show you. He proved it. Because he know how he was busy at sales. And the Tevin Campbell joint, that was the yeah. old Brothers Johnson. Come on, yeah. 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 man, Tevin's voice was like, like, again, like butter on that thing, man. Woo. I'm, I'm, man, I get chills just thinking about it. I remember, um, as my uncle, he, he introduced me and my brother to hip-hop, like true hip-hop. Kumo D, Big Daddy Kane, Rakim, Slip Rick. And when I heard Kumo D and Big Daddy Kane on there, and then I heard, um, uh, Grandmaster Flash and everybody was on it. That was at the beginning of the album. Um, yeah. And the way he blended everything together, I'm like, Quincy, man, you overdoing it. Because the dude, the, the dude album was like that. I don't know, uh, the singer Patty Austin. Patty Austin, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was all over the dude album. You can tell those parts were written for Michael because she sounded yeah. just like Michael. And I found out that during the production of that, Mike was busy doing something else. So he had to get somebody that could match his pitch. And it was Patty Austin. And man, her and her and James Ingram, boy, I man, what? Man. A- <clears throat> yeah, because I think around that time he just okay. And see, people don't realize too. And shout out to the detail YouTube channel. What was it? I think after he got done fixing the bad album, he started working on the dangerous album. And some people think that okay, he must did ninety one. They realize he did it in eighty seven. So yep. he had a thing where okay, this album failed. I got something to back it up. That's when he got in contact with Teddy Rowley because uh, people realized he was a fan of Teddy Rowley when 
when the guy just came out around yep. that time. That's how all that got started, you know. And and uh, this is this is track is so underrated. Uh, matter of fact, it was used for the Boys and Hood soundtrack uh, on the back of the block album. Uh, hey, six Brazil yeah. with it, like that, yeah. I I'm gonna say it was after seven. It was, it was all vocal. Um, um, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, take six song that was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Robert Knight's brother, the part the bridge. Oh my God, dude! I thought I had a seizure, man. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Doing that. <laughs> oh man! Oh my man! And you know what? Quincy's known for doing that because on the on the dude album, he's got a song called Vela. It's it's a uh, Brazilian word, but it's just it's it's a smoothie, and it's a harmonica guy. This guy's playing this harmonica. I thought it was Stevie Wonder, but it's not. It's a it's a it's a Spanish harmonica player, yeah. and I'm telling you, man, the same vibes. Just like I'm about to have a signature. <laughs> it was just beautiful, and I'm, my dad. I remember it was a white cassette tape. Man, he played that thing over and over and over again. And um, my dad's a huge fan of uh, John Coltrane, Grover Washington. He's a sax player. Uh, Grover Washington Jr., Gato Babietti, Najee, who I love. Shouts out to Najee, by the way, and Gerald Albright and David. Oh. Love those guys. Um, and I remember when he heard that track, man, it, it, it blew him away. And and he it it put us to sleep. Just so smooth, man. Just perfect. So Qu- Quincy's a genius, man. He's a queen. Shouts out to Quincy Jones as well. And Brian. Yeah. He does, you know, and, and that was the thing too, because like especially back in those days, like you have, you know, I, I, you know, I think you know one soundtrack is so underrated, and I listened to it a lot. It was a school day soundtrack. And, yeah, and when I heard it, I was like, man, you know, uh, you know, it. it I, I think I don't know who the producer was. They must got inspired by Quincy Jones because they took notes. They took some notes off of his jazz work. <laughs> and since we on the topic of the soundtracks, I just want to throw this out there. Another soundtrack you might want to check out is the Mo Money soundtrack. Um, oh man, just just I mean just New Jack Swing perfection. But Ralph Tresvant to me, man, just he really made that album, bro. Um, he did. Janet and Luther's on that album as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, they are. Yeah, they're on that album. Yeah, the best thing like for free. Yeah, yeah. But Buddy came out of love was the definition of uh-huh. what Damien Wayne's character was. And it was so funny about this too because uh, I see the interview right trans man and they got uh, the lady interviewing him. So I talk about Indy all the time. Yes, sir. Yeah, so how that Buddy came out of love got started. He said that uh, him and Jimmy was invited to a to the to the movie before he was even open, mm. and Ralph was you know Jimmy Jantillus wrote it, but Ralph wanted to see what it was about, and he was like, okay, you know, here it is. They wish character got this job. He keep impressing this girl with jewelry and Rolexes and stuff, and none of that. She, she, I mean, she's like, that's cool, but all I want is you. But why do we need all this for? You know, say by fancy cars, and then. Uh, that's all to Ralph Tresvant, man. Yeah, and he freestyled yeah. that when Park said, without any new friends, I want yeah. somebody. Yeah. It wasn't even written. That was just all freestyle besides the lyrics. I was like, wow. Yes, man. 